0: Football is a beautiful game. And so are you, my friend. Mm. Beautiful. Oh, God, is this how our podcast is going to be? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
1: Hi, I'm Saurav.
0: Hi, I'm Sammy, And this is our podcast, The Dead Ball Specialists.
1: This is your weekly dose of football with the expert. And the crack spot, Where we break
0: down the happenings of the week that was in the world of our favourite sport. Because, let's face it, we are all fans of football. What is happening in the world of football? Sorov and Sami are going to tell you all about it. This is the Dead Ball Specialist Episode 3. And tonight, or today, depending on which time of the day or night you are listening to this, uh, we are going to cover the Champions League. We are going to cover the Spanish League. We're going to cover the Europa League. We're going to cover where uh, a place in England, Manchester, where people have spoken, the people have spoken. We're going to talk a lot about it. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sami. Hi, my name is Sorov. And this is the Dead Ball Specialist Podcast. Right, saurav sort of Ganguly. That's what you're called. I call you Chorda. My question to you, direct question, is Champions League? Very interesting uh, matches have happened this week, you know. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is PSG versus City. I love PSG, I hate City, but City won. So sort of what happened in that match? Hi, Sami. Uh, well, it was a proper
1: semi-final of Champions League. You know, it was everything. It had all the drama which you could actually wish for. So Neymar going and scoring, PSG leading till half-time and then Manchester City coming back in the second half and turning it round on its head, you know. But interestingly, City City now has two away goals, and for Pochettino's men to make a comeback, for Pochettino's men to make sure that they go over to the ne- to the final, they have to at least score mm. three goals now, because if the ties ends with C- PSG winning 2-1, it's going to go into extra time. And you know what extra time is all about, right? It's all about nerves. It's all about, you know, discipline. Right. But interestingly, you know, uh, it was a game but, of two halves, what I believe. The first half belonged completely to PSG. PSG were attacking from all quartets. They've got a brilliant attacking trio of Di Maria, Neymar and uh, Kylian Mbappe. But, P- but Manchester City actually showed their skill, they showed their experience. Even though they've not won a lot of silverware, they've not made a lot of progress in this European Championship at least. But I believe, you know, Pep Guardiola, he, he's, he's got that experience himself as a manager to guide teams through. That actually came to front in the second half with a very crucial goal by Riyad Mahrez which actually won it. So... Uh, all, all, all right, kudos to right. Manchester City. Even though I'm not a big fan, neither am I a big fan of PSG. But between the two clubs, I think PSG is a lesser evil, and I'm rooting for PSG for in the second uh, in the second round. And let's see what happens.
0: <laughs> but do you think that Pochada? Sorry, sorry. Do you think that Pochada is going to bottle again?
1: Mm, I don't know I don't know but I do believe that you know Neymar Neymar <laughs> looks no,
0: like it it, it looks <laughs> like
1: it yes of course it looks like it as of now but but I'll tell you something Neymar has a point to prove you know Neymar's got a point to prove he made a big money move a couple of say summers back to be in summers Uh, from Barcelona to PSG and uh, there was this big talk about PSG trying to show their own ambition in trying to win the Champions League which has been eluding them Mm. because they've been Mm. winning the domestic league every season right but I think it is is, uh, you know it's a semi-final, it's a Champions League semi-final, it has its own charm. So I believe, you know, in terms of tactics, I am not exactly sure how much Pochettino can actually match up to Guardiola's team. But I do believe that PSG have the right. men, they have the personnel, they have the experience, they also have those gifted players who can who can make a who can who can create a chance, who can take that moment and make a difference.
0: Right, and the big match players—they have the big match exactly. players for sure. You know, the the people who can make the difference uh, when, like, like they say, cometh at the hour, cometh at the man. They have the man the or window. the men in in that sense, right? But talking about the second uh, semi-final that's happening at uh, in the Champions League, Real Madrid went head to head with Chelsea and they drew one one. Okay, and since you are the night owl and you stay up and watch all these games, fill me in what happened. Uh, there, there again you know real madrid and chelsea one all crucial
1: away goal for uh, chelsea but i think chelsea showed its tail, you know chelsea under uh, thomas tuchel has been a completely different side i'm not a big fan of them i don't support them as a club but as a very from a very purist point of view they kind they played the kind of football that has to be played during on on special mm-hmm. nights like a semi final to going away at Bernabeu mm-hmm. playing against Real Madrid they had everything in them they, they defended properly they were everywhere on the pitch and especially Angolo Kante I'd, I'd like to point it out that he was everywhere there was not an iota of Correct. of a blade of glass that was not covered by Angolo Kante and, and and okay so Chelsea were leading till halftime thanks to a brilliant Christian Pulisic goal but then, uh, but then right. it's Benzema Benzema also showed his class. You know, it was an amazing goal. I don't know whether you've saw, seen it or not, but you should actually go on YouTube and catch it up. It was a brilliant overhead kick. So the tie as of now stands at one all with Chelsea having a very crucial away goal. But I think you know Zinedine Zidane, he he's pragmatic. He knows he's won three consecutive Champions Leagues. That's not a mean feat. Although that team did have Cristiano Ronaldo, right? But it's but I believe that uh, but I do hmm. believe that uh, Zinedine Zidane has a lot to prove, right? Entire people at Real Madrid to the Real Madrid president that you know what? Despite not having Cristiano Ronaldo, if we go and make it to the semi-final, if we make it through the semi-final to the final and win the Champions League, that's
0: a that's a major major achievement. So, I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I think Benzema also, you know, we're talking about Real Madrid. I think Benzema is one of those underrated players. He's definitely world-class and he's done so much for country and club. I think definitely underrated. But, you know, talking about Real Madrid, I will quickly focus on the Spanish league. The La Liga. The best uh, league in the world. Yeah. But the point is that uh, it's it's really the best in the world because the top three are are tied by three points. You know, Atletico, Real and Barcelona, that is just three points, one football match, one win. That kind of separates these three. And that not just talks about, you know, uh, uh, how closely this is fought, but talks about the quality of this league as well. Sort of who do you think this time around is going to actually cross the line and be the champions of Spain? Because for all you know, it might just go down to goal difference. That's at least the way it's looking at right now.
1: You know, if you ask me that question, I personally have my money and my stake on Atletico Madrid. I believe that Atletico Madrid is a brilliant defensive unit. When it comes to scoring goals, yes, we know the kind of attacking flair Real Madrid and Barcelona boast. Barcelona has got Leo Messi. He's the best player in the world without a shred of doubt. Real Madrid has been doing well as well. But I've got my money on Atletico Madrid Surely because of the fact that A typical Simeone side They have displayed it throughout the season Mm. That the kind of discipline that side can show I rarely think that there is any other European team out there that can actually show that much amount of discipline, that much amount of cohesion amongst people, amongst the number of players. No, but you gotta choose one, I'm man. Choose. You, you can't going, you can't choose all three, I'm going, I'm going You going just have going to choose Madrid. one. Madrid for sure. Not sure.
0: Not sure. But Atletico Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So I think I think you know what? I, I will choose Barcelona oh, simply because of the fact that I think not that you asked, but I'll still choose. <laughs> <laughs> that it's going to be Barcelona. Because I think uh, uh, the class of Messi and to have the best player, arguably the best player in the world in your squad, that I think makes that bit of a difference. But uh, sticking to Europe, let's uh, quickly go into the, the league, which is a little lower than the Champions League. That's Europa. And uh, Arsenal... The Gunners had guns in their asses and fired by Villarreal. Who is again from Spain, and I think Villarreal won two-one if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so, so uh, did you? Did you like night out? Did you stay up and watch that match as well? I didn't catch up on the entire game, but I can tell you for
1: sure that Unai Emery finally got his revenge. If you remember, Unai Emery was fired and then mirkel Arteta took over after a brief uh, hmm. stint, but. Unai Emery He's done a brilliant job You know There's no Doubt about the fact That Unai Emery Has got the steel To do it Interestingly Unai Emery Is also The This only manager To have One Three Europa Leagues That with Sevilla
0: Right
1: Now <clears throat> mm. Speaking about Arsenal You know This has been a Trend all season You know I, It's not a bad team I would not say Arsenal Is a bad team I just feel that Arsenal yeah. Do not have that they do not have that uh, that concentration, that that level of you know being focused for the throughout the game, and and uh, that is how it panned out for them. They okay, imagine this: Villarreal coming to Arsenal, uh, okay, Arsenal going over to Villarreal, and then uh, within half time they're two 0 down, and thanks to a penalty, uh, Arsenal has somewhat managed to claw its way back into this entire fixture. So that is going to be another. Another spectacle to watch, like, what really happens in the second game. You know, As of now, Villarreal are leading by a goal. But uh, you never
0: know, 90 minutes of football and anything is possible. Fact of the matter is, the next game was by far the biggest game of Europa League the last week. That was Manchester United going head-to-head with Roma, sort of. Uh, generally, I stay up and watch Manchester United play. Generally because I love that team, right? But uh, having said that, this time around, I watched it till halftime, where United were trailing 1-2. Uh, uh, and uh, I went to sleep knowing that you know if they're trailing at halftime, they're definitely going to win. Exactly same thing happened. You know when I woke up the next day, the score read six-two. So United put in five goals in uh, the second half, and I believe you watched that game as well, dude. How do you do this? You watch every game. Yeah, what what was it like, man? The second half was it a goal fest? I mean, of course it was a goal fest. But who led the charge? I heard it's Bruno Fernandez. It was Bruno Fernandes, it was Paul Pogba and then it was down to Mr. Edinson
1: Cavani. He's been an absolute revelation, I'll tell you. Proper number 7, but the way he led, you know, that is something what I believe we've been personally missing in a lot of games where uh, where Anthony Martial has been starting. Because I don't see the amount of drive that that uh, Martial has been showing in games compared to Edison Cavani. Okay, the first half, I believe uh, we were leading and then suddenly we conceded a penalty. It was a very stupid penalty to concede and then suddenly Roma were leading thanks to some really boy scout level of defending by Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof. But you know that's the thing. That's the thing about this United side. I do not personally think that they know how to control a game when they're lead, once they're leading. They're good to fall back and then claw way back from behind, you know, and then actually win a game. But you know, the hallmarks of great teams have been to, you know, edge games by just a single goal. You know. Ensure that you defend whatever you've scored, you know. I mean, that is, that I believe will actually come with experience. But hey, you know, coming back to about the game, about the kind of play that we had in the second half, it was amazing. Uh, The first, the second goal, I believe, the equaliser was scored by Edinson Cavani. And then it was a plethora of goals, you know. Uh, Bruno Fernandes chipped in, Paul Pogba chipped in, and then there was uh, Greenwood who'd come in as well. So, yeah, 6 2, and it's, uh, and it was amazing. I mean, because now that we've got actually four goals of cushion, you could believe that, you know, going over for the second game at Roma, it's gonna be a little easier for United. I'm not saying anything is taken for granted, but yes, a four goal lead, a four goal cushion is always good, right?
0: Right. Absolutely. absolutely, No doubt in that. In fact, talking about Manchester United and Roma, uh, I want to shift the focus to Manchester and uh, Manchester United as a club. And I believe that the people have spoken. We have to give the
1: power to the people.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think that's a very bad impersonation of Ben. And the fact of the matter is that the people have spoken and they want the Glazers out. And quite rightly so. If uh, reports and rumours are to be believed, the Glazers have taken out about a billion dollars till date out of the club. And uh, from us being one of the top clubs in uh, uh, Europe, I think Manchester United at this point of time And I say us because, you know, I feel very strongly about them. But the fact of the matter is that right now, they are financially crumbling. That is the the truth. The coronavirus has not helped. But the people want the Glazers out. The Glazers have set uh, a price of, I believe, $4 billion for somebody to come in and buy the club. Uh, Do you think it is the right time for all United fans to get together and actually kick those idiots out? Yes, completely,
1: Sami. You know, since the takeover in 2005 what exactly have the glazers done for the club they've not done anything of the entire revenues that come into the club hmm. for a given for a single financial year you know a much part of it has been actually gone into paying large dividend sums to to the glazer owners they have levied a huge financial debt on the club after they have they had taken it over uh, there are there is talks of uh, there's been a very long pending talk of actually getting uh, of, of a stadium expansion a stadium expansion currently the old trafford stadium can house only seventy six thousand spectators uh the sir alex there's a sir alex stand uh, there's been talks of actually getting that stand renovated because there are a lot, a lot of leaks a lot of plumbing issues that have been happening over there and also, you need to look at the fact that, you know, this is not just that has been voiced by the fans. It's been also voiced by a lot of pundits. It's been also voiced by a lot of ex-United players. People like Paul Schools have come out and said, Imagine this, after after, uh, after Sir Alex had retired, six years of frivolous spending, six years of no direction at all, six years of having bringing in managers who do not fall into the philosophy of what this club follows. And, and there's been so much money that has been actually wasted. And I do not believe that that has been actually come out of the club. That has actually come out of any amount of money that has actually come out of Blazers. And finally, the final nail in the coffin was the fact that they decided to go ahead and form a former breakaway league as a part of ESL. And that is exactly what you're getting to see today. So as of now, today, what I believe is uh, there are about they expect about 10,000 United supporters to be out there... Uh, before the 4:30 kickoff, to show their, to show their, you know, solidarity against the glasses, and I, and I think they are, they are in every right to go out and say that because I have personally, as a United fan, I have not seen these these owners to be
0: anything apart from just leeches. I agree. I agree. Yes, yeah, they are leeches. But uh, talking about somebody who is not a leech and uh, who might just change the favors of the way you know United is uh, uh, operating financially, at least uh, you know, is is my player in focus for today. That's Cristiano Ronaldo, having a set of problems in Italy with Juventus. If Juventus do not qualify for Champions League, definitely they will not be able to afford him. So that leaves with. Uh, That leaves us with a problem or rather a solution to Manchester United, whichever way you look at it, uh, to Cristiano Ronaldo, beg your pardon, is the fact that he might just be coming home. And ending his career at the club from where it all started, that is Manchester United. So, two questions. Quickly answer them. One is that do you think, do you see Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronnie coming back home? One and two. At this point of time, financially, forget the football part of it, like, because I think we are football wise we're, we're c- quite sorted. Solskjaer has this uh, philosophy where he wants to promote. Young talent, he wants to pick talent from the academy. But having a 34-35 year old coming back, he is definitely one of the best in the world. Do you see this working out for Manchester United overall scenario? Give, give me your okay. thoughts on it. Ronnie coming back to, Christian, uh, to Manchester United, it's going to be a
1: dream come true, right?
0: Ronnie coming back to Cristiano Ronaldo. I love this. I love this. This is the best. This is the highlight. This is this is this is our promo done. Sorry, a our time. promo has been cut, ladies and gentlemen. United. Okay. Ronnie coming back to Ronaldo. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, man.
1: <laughs> Ronnie coming back to Manchester United is gonna be a dream run. It's a dream come true for every fan, you know. Uh, okay. There are a lot of financial issues. I agree, but. Imagine the amount of experience he brings. Imagine the amount of winning mentality that he brings into a squad. Yes, I understand Solskjaer is going to be all over the place. He is already. He's, he's brilliant at promoting youth. But I think, you know, it's it's best to have Cristiano Ronaldo out there. to For the young players to actually come, you know, sort of brush shoulders with someone like Cristiano Ronaldo, I think this is an opportunity of a lifetime and we shouldn't let this go. Forget all financial aspects, you know. I think if... If, as of now, what the stand stand, stand, if uh, the coronavirus uh, things are lifted and everything is uh, hunky and dory, so we might expect spectators back into the stadium again. And imagine the number of short sales you're going to actually have with Cristiano Ronaldo back, right? I'm going to be out there Mm. not paying my rent and buying probably both the home and away jersey with Cristiano Ronaldo on the back of it, right? I don't care about the rent but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to buy both of those jerseys. That's a promise from me to you. And imagine the same thing multiplied
0: at least a billion times. Bro, buy for me also, no? I also want both home away, third kit, you know, underwear, banyan, everything. With 7 Ronaldo on it, man. I want it. I want it, right? (laughs) But having said that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to hear from you. Do you think buying Cristiano Ronaldo is going to be a good option for Manchester United in the current financial situation and the fact that he's, what, 35 years old, 70 years old, whatever he is, right? Do you think it's going to be a good solution? Do write in to us, uh, follow us on uh, Instagram. My handle is at the rate rjsamy07. And mine is Waza2188. Yes, Waza2188 is his. So just let us know what you think about it. But uh, quick reminder blockbuster match coming up tonight. If you're, I mean, we are recording on Sunday, so it's, it's tonight. In case you're hearing it later, it's not tonight anymore. But United versus Liverpool, we're going to talk all about it in our next episode. For this one, this is Sammy and Sorov signing out. Be good, take care, keep smiling, and Sorov, bajegi City Udega Ball. Come on, world, let's football. Let's football. This is the Dead Ball Specialist, ladies and gentlemen, with Sadov and Savi.